0: back to a degree in sports your home for college football and college basketball my name's cole and i'm here alongside my great mate jeff tate jeff we thought there could be some chaos today and it's just another weekend of no chaos in college football leaving a very very loaded field um, for that final 14 playoff
1: yeah it's one of those things where this playoff is reveal show is going to by far be the craziest one we've gotten to witness there's always like those one that one team that's battling from like four or five but like legitimately this this playoff is going to be something that no one i don't think can predict today i mean you have so many teams still alive Um, i was watching a show today that said there's probably legitimately eight teams that can still get to the playoff and In my recent memory, I I know last year going into, um, well, obviously, the uh, Michigan-Ohio State game changed it. But after that, there was only five teams, really, that had a chance. And I don't think that's going to change much. Um, Obviously, the big one next week, Michigan-Ohio State, is four. I think Cole and I can agree in a playoff spot. Yes, you would have to beat Iowa. um, But... Iowa has an amazing defense and a high school level offense, so uh, I think Ohio State and Michigan had better defenses than Iowa in the first place, so I think that'll be good. But yeah, Cole, no chaos. Um, We had some injury chaos that sucks. We're going to get to that in a few minutes, Um, but yeah, none of the top teams that had a playoff spot in mind lost, and that is uh, just a credit to those teams, and Maybe a maybe a disservice to some of the teams that are in this like in this race that we didn't think were as good or just got lucky. Who knows, Cole? But it was a good day of college football. We have one more week of the regular season remaining, and obviously there's some big, big games, especially for you and
0: I. Yeah, I mean it's officially um, hate Ohio State week. I mean it's it is it is game week. That's as soon as that game. Uh, our games are over on Saturday I know it's immediate maybe by the second half it's immediately okay it's Ohio State biggest week of the year everything is on the line uh Michigan going for three straight I mean it is like it is the biggest week uh, of the year I would say close it's it rivals the playoff sometimes it's even bigger than the playoff for us uh, a lot of times I would say it is um and it is yeah it's a massive massive game. Um, I would say there's even more pressure on Ryan Day now um, with Harbaugh not playing, and it's it's gonna be, yeah. I mean, it's it is it is the week of our year. Yeah,
1: and it's for some reason both of our teams don't like playing against Maryland uh, the week before they play each other because Michigan had a scare, and it's just it's it's not as big of a scare as I know Ohio State's had in the past. But uh, it was not a great performance from McCarthy. We'll get to it in a few minutes. But Cole today. We're going to, we, we usually on our Sunday recap episodes go game by game in each of our major conferences, but Cole and I discussed before this, and some of these games are just irrelevant. Uh, I mean, teams are, it's just a lot of these games are relevant. So we want to focus on the big games that happen this weekend, implications. And then to end this episode, we want to talk college hoops. Uh, Thanksgiving week is called Feast Week in college basketball and there are some amazing tournaments and there's two in particular we want to talk about there's some big games and that's kind of the the plan for this episode we'll be posting our episode we think a day earlier we're thinking wednesday this upcoming week instead of our normal thursday reason being thursday's thanksgiving and also our producer we want to you know aiden keep in mind with his holiday festivity. So without further ado, Cole, start us off. And to be honest, a boring ACC, but there was a big storyline that happened that night. I
0: I will start us off there. But first, um, one of the bigger outcomes of the day um, was App State beating James Madison uh, because they're not in any of the conferences we're going to go through. App State wins 26-23, ruining James Madison's undefeated year. And there was a lot of media and news around them this year, uh, this week, especially with game day being there. Um, And it really, really hinders the story of, of them against the NCAA. Uh, And that's just a big letdown and a bad loss.
1: Yep. Nothing on that. I I stay watching uh, relevant football with playoff implications.
0: Hey, James Madison was very relevant. All right. Boston college against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh wins 24 16 on Thursday night um, Florida State plays uh, a bad North Alabama team and, and and doesn't look good in the first half. However, they win 58 and and the main story coming from this game is is the pretty horrible and also very sad injury to Jordan Travis. I mean, it was it was one of those classic that you, you they don't show the replay of uh, one of the bad lower leg injuries um, where it just looks gruesome and it's 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 really unfortunate. I mean. He he is a giant, if not the biggest part of this team. Um, on a, on the playoff run for them. I mean that this just is devastating to, um, not only just Florida State and that team, um, but also just anyone who's a fan of of college football because that's just that's just not how you want to see uh, a contending team, um, go down or see see a player like that on a contending team go down, um. And it, it's just really a shame.
1: Yeah, Tate Rotomaker is now going to be the starting quarterback of a team that I still think will make the playoff. Um, I still think that because I I don't think they're going to lose to Florida. Florida just lost their quarterback, and uh, I just I don't see that being a game that Florida State loses with all that's on the line. And then I take I take talent in Florida State against Louisville in that championship, but it's a killer. I mean, it just hurts. And you're going to see this week in the playoff committee, they're going to move Florida state out of the number four spot. And I think they should have done it. Even you take this game and what happened to Jordan Travis out of the picture. We'll get to Washington, but they go in and beat Oregon state that should jump Florida state. Like there's a lot of people that think Washington should jump all the way to two, maybe even one. And that's a little aggressive, but resume wise, they probably now have one of the best, but it's a killer for Florida state. It's one of those things that you hate seeing, especially this late in the year. Like, It's one thing for an injury like this to happen early in the year and let that backup quarterback kind of be the story and go along the rest of the season. But this late in the season, it's a killer, and you feel for Jordan Travis. I mean, this guy has every Florida State record, um, and they've had some pretty good quarterbacks play there, and it sucks. And we hate it. And that is, unfortunately, the reality in college football. Sometimes big injuries happen to big players.
0: Yeah, and the thing is, whether they get jumped or not, everything's still in front of them. They're not going to leave an undefeated conference champion out of them, out of their um, Ohio State and Michigan. One of those two teams are going to lose. Um, and so, honestly, whether they get jumped, they shouldn't care that much because it's everything's still in front of them. Um, the other thing, uh, if you're a Florida State fan – Look at that national champion Ohio State team. I mean, they went through three quarterbacks that year um, onto their third string. You can still win. Obviously, like that was a very talented quarterback room. and That was a unique situation. But uh, it's not necessarily the end of the world yet. I mean, I never thought this was a national championship team anyway. But um, it's been done before. Uh, you, you don't have to have your guy. Obviously, you prefer to have him, and it's, it's horrible that you don't. But um that there's still there's still a chance and it's not it, it can't happen it's happened recently it's happened in the playoff era all right moving on to the other contending team um for the playoff and in uh the acc is louisville traveling to miami and they're getting the job done 38 31 and this was a game that was really you didn't you didn't know who was going to have this win the whole game until you start, you kind of started to figure it out in the fourth quarter but Louisville with a really gutsy performance again on the road um, against a team that is probably, I would say, has more talent than them as far as just the roster that's on their on their side. But um, that was just really the coach is better, the the culture is better in Louisville. Um, Mario Cristobal has really kind of taken a, I think he's taken a slight hit, um, especially with uh, the instant success. Um, of Jeff Brom and yeah, I mean a huge win for Louisville, really a big prove it moment for them. Um, and they are firmly there with an outside chance. This went out and there's a chance you're in. Um, and that's who would have thought that Louisville would be there. We thought they'd get you especially thought they'd get more wins. Um, than maybe we thought they would, but, um, I mean, this is, they definitely overachieving in Jeff Brom's first year.
1: Yeah. They're, I mean, Jeff Brom's not going to follow this up next year because a, his schedule is going to be a lot harder and B they, it's just, you had Jack Plummer as a perfect situation. He'd been with Brom previously. Now he went, he was out of Jeff Brom's system for a year, but he was, they just did what I thought they would do. Uh, I, I stayed away from this game picking because I just didn't know what would happen. Uh, Miami. I was hoping they'd win this and let that last game go where I could maybe hit that over, but they're over under with seven and a half. I think you see that. uh, I think Miami fans were thinking a lot more out of this team than like Vegas was. And just with the talent and kind of the quarterback they had, I don't think there was much belief in Tyler Van Dyke. And you can kind of see that with them only favored to win seven and a half games, but they play Boston college get to seven and five and then get to next year because they have a good recruiting class coming in and that transfer portal will always be uh, a thing that Miami can tap into heavily being that they're in South beach and it is a beautiful place to go to school.
0: All right, moving on. Um, Notre Dame beats wake forest, 45 to seven. Um, Clemson beats Notre Dame 31 to 20, uh, cover that covers that spread. Everyone's like, why is Clemson favored by so much? Um, and yeah, I mean Clemson once again, um, kind of sneaky back half of the year when everyone's forgetting about them. In North Carolina, I mean they're, they're they're doing what we thought they would at the beginning of the year. Um, we that under eight and a half wins is you know I mean that's still right there. We'll see we'll see what they do uh, against NC State. But um, I mean we were both on that pretty hard. And yeah, I mean this is we'll we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, Clemson's a better football team. Uh, they just. They have winners that have, I know they're not last few years they haven't been the team, but that culture is a winning culture. And North Carolina hasn't really had success in football, and this game shows that. Um, Kind of funny, the last game of the year, Clemson plays South Carolina. That's always a huge rivalry. I have South Carolina over six wins, so I'm hoping that South Carolina can pull the upset against Clemson to get a little push. But uh, this is a good win for Dabo this is something that dabble not on the hot seat. I've, we've talked about it. He's not in the hot seat. It was more of maybe he leaves and retires. Um, he seems a little rejuvenated. And I think you see him have a big off season um, if he does want to keep coaching and if he wants to adapt and hit that portal, because the ACC is still Clemson's and I know Florida States obviously has progressed a lot, but Clemson still has all the means to be the best team in this program or in this conference. So big win for them. Uh, Look to win at South Carolina to go eight and four.
0: Yeah. And still Dabo is still a sneaky candidate for that Texas A&M job. So keep an eye on that. Most likely won't happen, but it it is a slight option. He didn't totally shut it down when he was asked uh, uh, last week. Um, Virginia beats Duke 32, 27 NC state beats Virginia tech, 35, 28, uh, and wrapping up, Georgia Tech beats Syracuse thirty-one twenty-two. Um yeah, and and the conference outlook here is it's it's gonna be Louisville, Florida State, um, with a with a playoff chance on the line. Um Louisville will probably need some help even if they do win that game to get in the playoff. And I think they have an outside chance at it, but um they do have a chance and and that'll be that'll be a top ten matchup, um, assuming they both win next weekend. Um so, I mean, the, the ACC is is pretty, the dust has settled, and we are we know exactly what we're going to get.
1: Future Jeff has a, uh, picked Florida State to win the conference, uh, put a good little bit of money on that. So that will be a fun game. You don't have to bet it, actually. Like, I don't have to bet the actual game because you had the future. So a little, I'm not as happy, obviously, that there won't be a Jordan Travis, but I still think Florida State comes away with that. But I agree, Cole. Uh, moving mm-hmm. to the Big Ten, uh, I want to start off. Michigan State wins a game. It's cool. They've had a Their athletics have uh, not lost a sporting event this weekend, so that's kind of cool. I mean, it's been a tough year in the football program. Um, for those of you that most people probably did not watch this game, two of the craziest touchdown catches um, I've seen in a long time for Michigan State in this game. Uh, first, Montori Foster catches a one-handed pass over the middle. At about the 25, gets hit, spins off, Scores a touchdown. Pretty crazy. And then Malik Carr, the game winner, uh, really awesome catch. Got hit like four times and still scored. So good for Michigan State to get that road win. You wish they could have stolen one of those earlier games that they really should have won, um, especially the Rutgers game where they blow the fourth quarter double-digit lead uh, because they can be playing for a bowl game, and that would be really cool for Harlan Barnett, but they won't be. Uh, Ohio State, Minnesota, Minnesota. And then I'm going to do Michigan, Maryland, kind of wrap them together. Cole and I said coming into this week, survive the game, let your starters get out of the game early, and prevent injuries. Well, one of those teams uh, avoided all of that, and that's Ohio State. Uh, Ohio State, uh, McCord, none of the starters played a snap in the fourth quarter, which is exactly what you would have hoped for. Um, and that, this doesn't mean that that gives the team an advantage going into next week at all. Um, I am happy Ohio State's run game is starting to click. Trayvon Henderson looks like the guy that he it was supposed to be. He was his freshman year. Um, Cole's right, though. Guy's very injury prone. You never know. He takes a shot um, and he goes down. I think the big thing I liked in this game was Emeka Buka started getting involved. We used him in a lot of jet screens. Uh, he, was, he was active. Marvin Harrison wasn't. We didn't need him to be. And I think that's a good guy to get back in Mecca. Uh Buckeyes cover. I tell Cole, don't bet against them in that game. Um, but for a lot of that game, it looked like they would uh, not cover. So uh, you probably had a good read there. But then the defense took over some big plays. Um, Ohio State and Michigan are the two best teams on defense in the country. Um, they're both coming into this game. We're going to get into that game next episode. But both these teams averaged uh, – giving up, I think, under 10. I know Ohio State was at 9.9 and giving up three. Definitely, I think, keeps them, well, obviously, keeps them under. And Michigan was at seven-something. They gave up uh, 24, but I think because of how much their games were zero and three, I think that probably is still under 10. I haven't seen the updated stats, but um, both teams under 10 a game. They both have great scoring defenses. Speaking of scoring defenses, Michigan needed it. Um, They needed their defense that is a... Outstanding defense to make some big plays. I mean, they had the strip sack of uh, Talia, touchdown. They had the block punt for the safety. And Sanders still had two picks, right, Cole? I think he had two yesterday. And some b- big plays. Uh, the safety that they had, the two safeties. I've never seen two safeties in a game, I think. Like, I'm trying to think of all the games I've watched in college football. And to get two safeties is pretty crazy. And they had forced Talia to intentional ground it in the end zone. That's a safety. So I know Michigan did not get away of this game as uh, probably clean as you wanted. I'm not good with offensive lineman names. I was watching and I know a few guys got hurt, but I know you guys are so deep at that position. Um, And I know Roman Wilson took a big hit and was out for the game. But it boils down to JJ did not look the best. Um, Now, it doesn't matter. I'm not saying that that is something to worry about. Um, I just know that he had did not look as sharp as J.J. McCarthy has looked. Um, I didn't watch much of this game, but I watched a few times late. Um, I think he had Cornelius Johnson wide open across the middle, threw it behind him. It led to an incompletion. Just, um, it wasn't what you wanted, but Cole Ohio State did the exact same thing last year. Went into Maryland, struggled. Um, there is a real thing called looking ahead, and Michigan's had a lot of other things to worry about besides just football. And they survived. Both teams are 11, and now your turn.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't look into it or read into it too much. Obviously, the injuries suck because, just like we, I said and we said earlier, we want to get these guys off the field as quick as possible. Um, JJ looked looked out of it. He didn't. He didn't look uh, in sync by any means. Um, you look at last year. Michigan did the same thing against Illinois. Defense showed up. Offense did not. You look at the year before. I think it was. Um I think it was Maryland the year before that. Michigan did the same thing. You look at the year before that, uh Indiana, they were very close before the game. The year before that was also Indiana. It happens so often for them. Like every every year without fail, it is a look ahead game and they just don't they don't do what they're supposed to do. Um and the offense traditionally looks really bad the week before Ohio state. So I'm not too worried about it. Cause like you said, it is a very real thing. And there is a history and a past that Michigan has and Ohio state has of look ahead spots and playing a lot worse before. And I do think there is something to the fact that they're I bet they're closing up the playbook a little bit. Um, just cause they just want to get out of that and show Ohio state, uh, and the opponent as little as possible. Um, It is. It doesn't tell me anything, because the past two years they've played bad. They go in, they beat Ohio State. Two years before that, they play bad. They go in, they lose to Ohio State. Like it it doesn't matter. Like if they play bad before, it really there's no trend. Like it doesn't tell you anything. Um, Defense big showed up. I I just have nothing to really take away from this game except we survived and advanced. um, Just because. It's not, like like you said, it doesn't tell you anything on a look-ahead game. Um, and uh, Roman Wilson, uh, they kept him out as a precaution. They just wanted him next week. Uh, he is fine. He will be good to go uh, as far as everything I've seen next week. Uh, Miles Hinton, I'm still he's our left tackle. Uh, I'm still waiting to, to hear on, on that one. But um, I'm hoping a lot of those are just precautionary, like, all right, we're just going to keep you out, so...
1: Yeah, and I know I saw the one guy get hurt, the, the lineman. He looked like he got rolled up on, and that's always scary because those guys are – I mean, being an offensive lineman, you just – you can never just fully watch your legs, Like, and guys can roll up on you all the time. Uh, and all I'm going to say is, I mean, this game is going to be awesome. Like, it always is, um, even – it's always built up to be. Obviously, the last years have not gone Ohio State's way at all, um, but it's going to be a fun game to talk to, and we're going to save it for the episode because we're going to have a lot of talk about this game, and we'll probably know a lot more on the injury front. I know Ohio State's good. I don't think they have uh, any injuries from yesterday that will affect that game, so that's good. Um, Big Ten, Cole. The rest of it, pretty weak, to be honest. Penn State, uh, first week post-Mike Yersich. Uh, dominate Rutgers 27-6, but the offense didn't look good. It Nothing on that offense was what uh, you would expect, hopefully, after you fire your offensive coordinator. But uh, pay attention to that Michigan State-Penn State game. Um, I don't think Penn State's uh, as good as probably their ranking is, um, but they're still – I know their defense is really good. But I think Michigan State's defense can actually – play okay against this offense. This game's in Detroit, Black Friday night. Who knows? Um, Northwestern-Purdue, I called it. Northwestern plus three on the A-plus picks of the week. Cole and I didn't do good on those, by the way. We both had losing records. We got screwed on some. Uh, we'll get to those later. But Northwestern plus three was my lock of the week. That game just, it was their chance to go to a bowl, and they're going to a bowl. And talk about the resiliency in that program. Um, Nebraska, I or Wisconsin, Had the under in this game, looked great the whole game, and then it went to overtime, and when it goes to overtime, you never hit the under, so I just missed that one. Uh, Those two teams suck in first year with their new coaches. I think they'll be able to steer the ship, but you would have hoped that Washington, Oregon, USC, and UCLA weren't coming to the conference when you're trying to steer that ship. And then Iowa clinches the Big Ten West with a typical Iowa game, another under I hit in the Iowa games. It's just, it's like, you can just chalk it up. Unders and Iowa go hand in hand, and it was a win for them. And Illinois, I think this Illinois team, if they would have went to John Paddock earlier in the year, I think this team actually had a chance to win that side of the uh, Big Ten, and that's just kind of my thoughts on it. And kind of the outlook real quick, and then, call, I know I'll let you talk. I just went through four games, but... Um, it's going to be Michigan slash Ohio State versus Iowa. Um, that is the definitive championship for the conference. Um, and to be honest with you, I don't think either of those teams are going to like get scared by Iowa. Um, and it's going to come down to next week. And that's how you want as a fan of both Ohio State and Michigan for the conference to be decided.
0: Iowa, Big Ten West champion future. Uh, that, that hit for me, which was, which was quite nice um both man. of ours are
1: still alive we both picked iowa to win the big 10 west and then but you have michigan i have ohio state yeah. so they're still technically we'll, alive. So we'll
0: see we'll see we'll see who uh who had the best prediction of the of the conference here <laughs> um i have uh michigan over win total that was nice um i'm sure you had ohio state maybe um oh no, state away <laughs> yeah um michigan schedule michigan just... state uh yeah, One more Michigan. Win. Michigan's schedule just sc- like screamed like you better be undefeated going to Ohio State. Um, and then another over I had that just hit. Uh, you and I both thought that these were this was like very most likely going to happen. Uh, moving into the Big Twelve, Texas over nine and a half wins. Texas goes to Ames, Iowa, uh, and beats Iowa State twenty six sixteen in a game that was really. Um, uh, a scary game uh, a game that everyone is kind of worried about um, Iowa state's been playing a lot better lately um but yeah it was it was a huge win for Texas. however, your season's not over. You go into Texas Tech next next week that they sometimes they're very, sometimes they just play out of their mind and other times they're they're really bad um, but Texas hits that over um and they are also surviving and advancing and and they they did what they had to do yesterday.
1: Ames is a very hard place to go win at. And a double-digit win there looks a lot better than I think a lot of people think.
0: Oklahoma avoids a scare at BYU. Uh, they win 31-24. to um, I have
1: one more call. If they win next week, they hit my over. So I'm thinking they're going to win at home against
0: TCU, but that would hit Oklahoma's over for me. That's huge. That's huge. Uh, the battle of the Kansases. Uh, Kansas State beats Kansas 31-27, and honestly, Kansas really played above and beyond what what I think a lot of us thought they would, um, and they, they had a pretty good lead for, for a little bit, um, and Kansas State comes back, they win, Kansas State does not cover, Kansas covers, so uh, um, Kansas is just continues, I know this is a very good win for Kansas State, but Kansas continues to, I would say, over deliver on what my expectations are for him i always expect him to to maybe i thought they were gonna get blown out this game honestly and it's tough without um did bean end up starting this game
1: yeah he did he did
0: yeah that's that's gritty um obviously like you're you're banged up guy though um ballard was the guy who who really came in and oh i'm um, wrong
1: i thought you said my bad you're good. You're. I was wrong. <laughs> so I was Bean did not running start. Running back Neal.
0: Yeah, Bean did not start, which is actually quite impressive that they had that lead and that it was that close, and that just shows uh, that really that really more shows the culture that is uh, being developed at Kansas.
1: Agreed. Good win for Kansas State on the road, and Kansas. It's hard to go in there and cover the spread when you're a big favorite.
0: Next is Oklahoma State uh, beats Houston 43-30. It looks bad for a little bit, and they just come a uh, storm back, and um, they're they're just continuing to turn. Uh West Virginia beats Cincinnati 42-21. TCU crushes Baylor 42-17. Sad season for Baylor. They are 2-6 and six in the Big 12 and 3-8 and total. Uh, and Texas Tech wins a close one uh, by one point. Uh, 24-23 UCF covers. Thank you, UCF. Um, no, because I had Texas <laughs> Tech. <laughs> Texas Tech is one of the hardest teams to bet on, I think, and it is. It's just it's been a very very weird weird year for them. Um, so our Big Twelve outlook right now. Um, I'm pretty sure Oklahoma State. You win next week, uh, and you are facing Texas in the Big Twelve Championship. Um, tech, I think Iowa State is officially eliminated. Um. I think Oklahoma needs an Oklahoma State loss. Um, Kansas would be eliminated. What? And then is Kansas State. I don't think
1: Texas has officially clinched. I was watching the game yet last night, and I don't think they have officially clinched. Because if they lose and Oklahoma wins, Oklahoma has a tiebreaker over them, and there's like weird things. So I don't. Texas is in the pole position if they win, they're good. But I don't think they've officially clinched, Cole.
0: Oh, because they didn't—they didn't play Oklahoma State, and I think Oklahoma State would Correct. get in over Texas, and we would get a, we'd get a—we'd get a bedlam rematch if if Texas loses, Texas Tech, and Oklahoma wins. Um, that would be a shame. We both have, I think, Texas Big Twelve champion. Um, yeah, and Kansas State just does. Does Kansas State have a shot? They are in fourth here um, in the conference right now. I don't know what the tiebreakers would be. I think for I mean State to get in.
1: If, if Oklahoma State and Oklahoma lose, yeah. then they'll have three losses and Kansas State would get a shot if they won. So, yeah, it's chaos. Like It's it's actually everything to play for. There's not an official uh, thing that is clinched, which is cool. And we're moving into the SEC, and that's clinched. And this was the SEC walkthrough week um, that no one likes. So it's going to be a quick run through the SEC. Uh, Bama kills Chattanooga, 66-10, nothing there. Ole Miss, 35-3 against the UL Monroe. Actually looked really bad in the first half, um, a hangover effect from that loss last week, but they won. Uh, Mississippi State in the post-Zach Arnett uh, world win 41-20 against Southern Miss. Texas A&M in the post-Jimbo Fisher world win 38-10 against Abilene Christian. Uh, New Mexico State goes into Auburn as a 24-and-a-half point favorite and beats Auburn, so that's just it. That's a kick in the nuts for Auburn. That sucks. And we got Arkansas beats FIU at home, 44-20. Nothing to speak of there. LSU, 56-14 over Georgia State. Nothing to speak of there. South Carolina over Kentucky. I was watching this, paying attention to it. I'm just hoping to get my money refunded on the over for, or for South Carolina. And they had to have this, and they did. And then you got actually some okay games from like a ranking standpoint. Georgia goes in and shows their domination against Tennessee. But I think this is more of what Cole and I have been saying all year. Tennessee's just overhyped because they're in the SEC. And to be honest, this probably isn't even a ranked football team. Um, and maybe they'll drop out after this loss. And they scored a 75-yard touchdown the first play of the game. We heard nothing after that. And then a game that I just want to talk about too, and then I'll let Cole just talk SEC. Missouri just keeps doing – their thing winning this is a team that in the 12 year or 12 team playoff would be a playoff team and that should really help that fan base and that team going into the 12 team uh playoff field and Graham Mertz gets hurt from Florida so I think it's still going to be a close game that Florida Florida State game just because of what that rivalry means and it's in the swamp and Jordan Travis isn't playing but I think you see Florida State win that game but it was a boring day in the SEC, Cole. Um, this race is two teams. Um, I do think, I'm going to say it, I think Alabama will get into the playoff if they beat Georgia. Um, and I'm hoping the S- they don't give the SEC bias if that does happen and both teams somehow make it into the playoff. So that's kind of where I'm at with the SEC. Alabama, Georgia, it's what I expect at the beginning of the year, um, and I have Alabama to win the conference, so nice little future there. I think all the conference championship games except the Pac-12, Cole, I have a chance. As long as Texas wins next week and gets to it, I have the future for that conference. So it could be a fun week of conference championships.
0: Yeah, I have um, the opposite uh, not the opposite. I have all mine available except for uh, the ACC. Um, I have Michigan. I have... Oh, wait. I don't have the SEC either. Because I had LSU. Never mind. That's That That, that one hurts. Um, and then I have Oregon in the Pac-12. And um, I have Texas. So, yeah. It was the, the SEC, um, it's pretty much figured out, however... Uh, Georgia won't lose to Georgia Tech, but um Alabama Auburn. Auburn obviously looked gross this week, but we know like that's a huge rivalry. Could have been another look ahead, whatever. Maybe Hugh Freeze literally says, I'm closing this playbook and I don't care about anything this year except for beating um Alabama. So, I mean we'll see. It's it's always a weird game. Uh Auburn can it's it's a rivalry game. Anything can happen. We know that better than Better than most people, so um, I, I think Alabama should 100% get in the playoff if they win. However, I think it would be a horrible decision and not even a, like just a disgrace to football if they get in over Texas. Like if, if it's if it has to somehow come down to those two teams, I don't think that would happen. But if it has to, I think it would be disgusting if they got in over Texas just because. Like, why do we play the games then? I, I I really think, like, if if Alabama has the best win in the country over Georgia, then what does Texas have beating that team, beating Alabama? So it's just on the road too. Um, when Alabama beat Georgia on a neutral site, I I just think that would be. I mean, it's it's a whole season. I know Alabama wasn't who they were before, but it's 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 not just who the best team is in November. Uh, the the whole season has to matter. Uh, even though Alabama wasn't as good, it's still part of this year that they, as part of their resume, um, and I, I I, I would just be very disappointed just if that were to be the case, because I think it would be super unfair to Texas, because they went, they scheduled that, and they played the game.
1: It's going to happen, Cole. If Alabama does win, I'm just telling you, they're going to, they they love, they love the SEC, and this is the last year where they have to make controversial decisions. They don't care. They'll put Alabama in over Texas, but I agree, as a football fan, yeah, that shouldn't be the case. So, Cole, bring us
0: home. Uh, Hope, hopefully, hopefully it either like Texas loses or or Bama or Georgia beats Bama or something to like where that that doesn't even have to be a decision that has to be made or or maybe that they, they can both be in if that's the case where no one really cares. I just like if it comes down to that, I would be very disappointed. But yeah, reeling in, bringing it into the Pac-12, putting my pac twelve hat on, uh, pac twelve. Cole. There was there was a good day, good day of games today. Um, the conference of champions did not schedule a bunch of losers this week, unlike some other conferences who who claim to be, um, you know, just better than most. Um, Friday night, Washington State absolutely obliterates Colorado, fifty six fourteen. Um, just at the end of the year, I want to stop here, super quick. Um. Colorado finishing one and seven of the pack 12. I mean, thank you for carrying the first three weeks of the year. But I mean, they need to go and figure some things out this offseason because that was disgusting.
1: Yeah, they did nothing that you <laughs> like it was. I kind of thought it would happen, but not to this degree. Um, they did hit their over-under win total, so three and a half hits. So good for those better. They did.
0: They did, they overachieved. Um Going to the big one uh, Saturday night last night, Washington with a gritty win, road dogs in the pouring rain, passing team in the pouring rain, uh, goes to Corvallis, beats Oregon State twenty-two to twenty. Good, good on them. Uh, that was a gritty win. That win says a lot about the toughness of that Washington team. A lot of the questions that people were had for Washington, and a lot of the, the concerns I think were answered, that they were able to go into that road environment in the rain um, and just grind out a very, very tough win. Um, that was a very, very impressive game for Washington.
1: Yeah, that game favored Oregon State in every facet of the game, except they got down early, and then they had to play from behind, and they just, they're just they not a team that can do that, especially against Washington, and especially with the uh, weather that was – Happening and Roma Dunze, I mean that dude was the only guy that could catch the ball for Washington. Like in all honesty, like they really struggled catching the football, but Roma Dunze did, and that dude is going to make a lot of money in the NFL. Call so big win for Washington. Sorry to your buddy Wilson. I was uh, against them on the podcast. I will let you know I switched up my opinion on them, but it's too late. Obviously, I made the pick. Um, and I actually bet Washington so it was they should not have been the underdog their better football team um, and they won the game and they are going to be 12-0 heading to Vegas to play Oregon most likely
0: yeah I mean it's uh, yeah I mean that's we'll, we'll talk about that at the end of this um, Oregon absolutely leaves no doubt beats Arizona State 49-13 Arizona absolutely demolishes Utah I mean, Arizona playing like a top-ten team right now. Um, huge win at home. Uh, one of the A-plus picks. Uh, I, I mean, I told, I told you I didn't think it was a good matchup for Utah, um, especially on the road. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's just... Judd Fish, this team, beautiful game here. Um, UCLA beats USC 38-20, to 20, and that's just, you know... Chip Kelly, uh, we want you to stay. I think that's what the players saying. I just think Chip Kelly's really bad with the boosters, and he's bad at talking to people above him. But I think his players love him, and he's just a football guy. Um, California and the game of the bad in Northern California beat Stanford twenty seven two fifteen.
1: An ACC battle now. Yeah, that was <laughs> that. What an ACC.
0: I mean, they just—they're really making the ACC look worse um yeah it is it, i mean we're coming down to it uh washington is for sure and uh i will be seeing them in vegas however you would think oregon might be in right now but oregon loses to oregon state next week and arizona beats arizona state we're seeing arizona arizona in the pac-12 championship i mean at the beginning of the year we were talking about how there's a Top the top teams and the bottom teams in this conference, and how loaded the top was: Oregon State, Utah, USC, UCLA, um, Oregon, Washington. I mean, you, we were like we like we were very high on that half, and that's a, that was a, we thought that's just a gauntlet of the of the Pac-12. And Arizona really went through and beat most of those teams. I mean, that what an unbelievable season. No matter what happens next week, Arizona. Really laid it all out there and impressed a lot of people. Uh, the Cole Morse surprise pick of the Pac-12 and they have over delivered. They've made me look good and they uh, they've been unreal. I mean they they've beat uh, they lost to Washington, lost to USC, beat Washington State when they when they were 19. Obviously we you know who they are now. Beat Oregon State, beat UCLA, beat Utah. I mean those are um, that's just that's just a very impressive season. For Arizona um and I honestly think if, if Fafita starting earlier um I think they beat Mississippi State as well um Jaden Dolores just just very very pick heavy um and yeah it was it was a very just very good season um thus far no matter what it's a win for arizona it's it's, been, it's really cool but i personally kind of hope it is washington versus oregon because that'll be such a fun game to watch uh personally but either way um i'll love to be there. it's going
1: to be oregon washington but you're right what a year from arizona and you got to give them all their props i just don't think oregon is losing to oregon state and bo nix bo nix mr heisman that's that's cole and i uh both have that future i think obviously it's a statistical award but that dude threw six touchdowns in the first half um and i just think he's played better of late and stats wise definitely of late so who knows so cole we are going to get into a crazy week 14 of college football on our next episode but we want to spend the last few minutes today and talk about some really good college hoops the maui invitational is always played the week of thanksgiving um you have monday Tuesday and Wednesday games. So the first three days, it's not even actually Thanksgiving um when the game when the championship happens. But we have some of the best teams in the country in this game. I mean you just go from top to bottom. Gonzaga, Kansas, Marquette, Purdue, Tennessee, UCLA, Syracuse, Shamanade. Syracuse Shamanade are obviously big outliers. UCLA to a degree. Um this year I would say is a semi-outlier in this, but I mean, we're starting off, and we're going to have in the, not even the championship game of this tournament, a chance at Tennessee-Purdue. A lot of experts right now, if you had to say, gun to your head, who's the best team in the country, they'll say Tennessee. Um, a lot of people are all in on Tennessee. Dalton Kinnett, their best player, transfer, uh, he is phenomenal. They have all the pieces you need to win games. Um, Purdue, obviously, the big man, Zach Eadie. Uh, is a guy that is really hard to scout for, especially on one day of rest. Uh, He is a very hard guy to game plan for. Uh, Gonzaga, they're showing that they're still Gonzaga. Uh, Ryan Nemhard leading that team. You go to Kansas. I mean, we saw what they did in the Champions Classic. I would say they're probably the favorite to win this tournament. Um, And then you go to Marquette. I mean, Cam Jones and Tyler Kulik are one of, if not the best, backcourts in the country all i know cole is every game in this tournament that involves one of those five teams is going to be must watch tv um, the nice thing is the time difference helps a lot for me on the east coast because the games are a little later which means i can watch them and i'm only working two days this week but i can watch the games uh, a little bit at work you know have it on the computer and watch that i'm allowed to do that if if one of my people at work listen to this, I'm uh, allowed to do that. But, Cole, it's gonna be a great week of hoops. Um, this is the big one I wanted to talk to you about. Who are, I'm, my pick. I'm thinking in this. I think I think Tennessee wins it. Um, I just like this Tennessee team a lot. I saw them in person play Michigan State, um, and that was without their two of their better players. And Dalton Kinneut is a rising star in college basketball, and I think. They win this tournament, but if you tell me one of the five teams that are ranked win this tournament, I'm not going to be surprised. So, who?
0: What do you think? I mean, it's it's hard to pick any team. I will say I don't think it's going to be Marquette, um, but uh, Marquette loves the doubters. I mean, the same they were very doubted last year, picked to finish uh, last in the Big East, and and we saw what they did last year. So, um, obviously, like I. I don't know if Kansas has the depth right now to go and win a tournament on a lot of back to back to back days um Purdue not necessarily I know it's not the same tournament but not necessarily tournament style team um i think I think Gonzaga shocks purdue early uh I will say that um and i think i'm i'm gonna go with it's it's i think it's gonna be. The championship game, I'm going to pick Gonzaga versus Kansas. And I am going to go. I know I'm kind of going back on what I said. I think it's going to be Kansas. Uh, I do think Tennessee is very good. I think Gonzaga is just going to be the team that's kind of surprised. I feel like there's always a team in this tournament or in one of these tournaments that just surprises people. Or Obviously, Gonzaga won't be a surprise to anyone, but they're not necessarily the... What people would assume is the best one. I think we had Gonzaga versus Kansas in the championship, and um, I, th- I think Kansas wins it. Okay,
1: I, I th- all I know is don't write Marquette off. They got they, they their backcourt is something that if they play Kansas in round two, uh, they'll definitely have the edge um, in the backcourt. I am not as high on Marquette though, like you and I. Like we've talked all year that them being top five was kind of crazy, but their guard play is outstanding. Cam Jones, Tyler Kolok, they know how to play um battle for atlanta so this involves one of your teams uh michigan my michigan state Spartans don't play in the tournament really they play arizona on thanksgiving though which is going to be a really good game i think out in i think palm beach california um the the top teams in this are we got north carolina villanova texas tech's not as good as they have been uh michigan memphis is the best first round game for sure both these teams probably tournament teams um and then we have arkansas who did get upset on friday night so did michigan uh it's it's hard to win college basketball games like it just is um you have to keep your focus for every game football is a little different you get once a week and some weeks you don't go um playing a game because you have a bye uh college basketball is just really hard to win consistently and i Don't look into it, Michigan fans. You guys are good. Um, Long Beach just came in there and just shot the crap out of it, and you guys didn't defend. And Michigan State lost a week ago to James Madison, and I said don't worry. I mean that. It's so early in the season, um, and I think Michigan has that real opportunity to do good in this tournament. Um, I wish Nova was on the bottom part of this this tournament because they're probably going to be playing North Carolina in the second round because I think – Talent-wise, those are the two best teams in this tournament. But I think you're going to see a really good Arkansas versus Michigan second-round matchup. Um, It's going to be how Michigan can handle the guards because Arkansas plays a ton of guards. Um, I predict Villanova-Arkansas in the championship, and I think you see Villanova winning this. I know Villanova lost at home to – well, not at home. They lost to the Palestra, which is an awesome college basketball venue. They lost to – um Penn last week but they came back friday and just killed maryland maryland isn't as good as i think a lot of big 10 fans thought so i'm gonna go villanova arkansas with villanova winning call
0: i i'm leaning villanova here as well obviously it, it could, they could lose texas tech in the first round and i wouldn't be super surprised um i'm definitely leaning villanova getting to the championship game um at, to me it does come down to i think michigan will, will beat memphis uh Bad loss to Long Beach State, but um, it is what it is. Uh, we'll play Arkansas, and that's a game where it's it's really a battle of opposites. Uh, Michigan, I mean, we have good guard play. We do. Um, I'm just, I, I guess, I'm just nervous about uh, the speed of all those guards that Arkansas will bring. Um, I think that could be a really a big problem for us defensively. I think that would be um a lot of open shots based on their speed and their cutting um for arkansas like some easy buckets and that that's what worries me and that's what makes me pick arkansas here so i think it will be um arkansas versus villanova i think we have the same one then um and i'm gonna go with arkansas
1: i think it's gonna be this is a sneaky one uh some years there's a lot of like top five top ten teams playing in this this year we don't have any of those but it's a we still have a lot of top teams in the country i think it's gonna be a great game and i mean i just i'm excited to watch a lot of college hoops. to end this podcast quick shout out tonight we're recording sunday november 19th university of dayton plays houston in the championship of the shriner children's charleston classic uh, my niece is a cheerleader for the dayton basketball team um Love going to Dayton games. Like 14,000 sold out every single game. Uh, It's the host for the first four of the NCAA tournament. And I think you find, I think you see Dayton really compete with Houston here tonight. Dayton's the favorite to win the A-10. I think Houston's a bit much for them tonight, but that's going to be a great game. So tune into that, obviously, or maybe watch the replay because obviously this is going to be posted after the game. But Cole, any final thoughts going into our week? 14 of college football and our, uh, really good week of college basketball.
0: I mean, this is what it's all about. I mean, this is Michigan, Ohio state week. This is, this is the biggest, biggest week of the year. Um, I don't, I, I don't think from what I've seen, no matter where you are across the country, um, <clears throat> everyone looks forward to Michigan, Ohio state. I mean, obviously we are incredibly invested, but Michigan-Ohio State, there's a reason there's not a name for this rivalry game. There's a reason it's just called the game um, because that's what it is across the whole country. It is the game. Um, two undefeated teams. We're putting everything on the line. This is the week that matters. Uh, you hate me. I hate you. I hate Ohio State. You hate Michigan. Uh, we. There's. There's no love here. There's been a lot of chatter. There's been a lot of talk. Um, and there's going to be a lot of hatred in this game, Um, and all the stakes are high, biggest game, and this is what we love about college football. Um, As a Michigan fan, I'm sure as an Ohio State fan, we will be consuming every bit of news that comes out leading up to this game. We will be watching hype videos every day. We are going to be fully consumed in this game throughout this week, Um, and I am already diving in. Uh, Michigan fans, what are you doing to beat Ohio State this week?
1: It's going to be a great week, Cole. We're going to have a great episode later this week previewing the game. And you guys, you're going to have to tune in because it is going to have a lot of analysis. It's not just going to be all emotional. There's going to be some emotion. But we're going to give you the keys to this game, give you some betting insight to this game, and it's going to be a great episode. So tune in later this week for another episode in the green sport.